From the Ben Pixel Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada, this is Phone Booth Fighting, a free weekly podcast with that guy. Frank Mayer. The two-time UFC heavyweight champion, and this guy... Gregory James. Not you. <laughs> oh, I'm gone to you yet. Oh, we're, we're still working on the two-time funniest man in sorry. Reno. <laughs> yes. Uh, silver medalist in Naga, man. and now soon to be one-and-one one in MMA as an amateur. I like that optimism, Frank. Yes, it's me. Richard Hunter. There you go. All right. Now uh, we can. I did all your accolades. I forgot to say who you are. Yeah, that's I'm right. Like, you know, the sad part is I was kind of looking at you trying to remember. I'm like, fuck, they're yeah. all going to know my concussion issues. No. Worst ring announcer ever. Yeah. I've all done right. that before when I did the. Oh, when you did the. Uh, when I go in there, uh, I did it once. I, yeah. I actually told the guy the next show, I was in Tulsa, and I'm doing the color commentary. It's one of my main. Uh, companies I like to work for, uh, Dale Cook, right? Phenomenal mm-hmm. organization. They do kickboxing and MMA fights. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the winners, I went in there, and as I'm interviewing him, about halfway through the interview, I remember, I can't remember his last name because I know him as his first name only. Yeah. So I'm like, you're a winner! And I just yelled his first name. <laughs> and then afterwards, <laughs> so the next show, like, you know, in the next month yeah. when I saw him again, yeah, I was in the locker room. I was like, hey, man, you know, uh, did you realize it was like, well, it was like two shows later because, you know, he skipped a show. Uh, how I announced your name. I said, I totally blew it, man. I couldn't remember. I'm sitting there in a panic staring. And she goes, oh, man, I didn't even catch it. I'm all, oh, dude, I started sweating. I'm like, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> what do I do? And right. It isn't like the UFC or Bellator where you know their, their name's up on the prompt. Yeah. If I mess up, I can yeah. look up. You know. Well, now that you've recovered from that, now you can introduce our guest. One of them's a freebie. I'm going to be real upset if you can't remember one of them. Well, if I can remember by her name, I'll do what I do at home. Cage, Ronan, Bella, Cage, you, and they are, you know who I'm talking to. I'm staring right at you. Cover all the bases. <laughs> Isabella Mir, Lady Mir, my daughter is going to spend the day with me, yeah. uh, training and stuff and hanging out because it's Wednesday. I'm it's hump day. I'm sore and I'm tired. And all right, I bring, asked for a little extra inspiration, so I'm bringing the killer with me. A bring your daughter to work day. Yeah. All right. Pretty soon it'll be bring your dad to work day. And we'll, that's right. Same fucking schedule. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. And. Oh, Greg's a good friend of mine. Uh, yeah. Actually, now we're doing uh, um, uh, bare knuckle boxing, and uh, you know, is is big on the scene. And well, I won't get too far until I let him talk. But yeah. a super interesting guy. Uh, we have a lot of mutual friends. Reached out to me and told me what he was trying to get established here in Vegas. Uh, headquartered out. I went to one of his properties that he, you know, he gives out and start talking. And the, the guy is just uh, super interesting. You got to follow him on Instagram. Just his whole story of just basically grew up very interesting lifestyle grew up abroad different countries and whatnot and then just a math genius and turned that over to obviously if you're good at math which he'll be able to demonstrate here today helped him out in the gambling world and uh basically greg at a very young age uh, through his online gambling was able to never do anything illegal but uh they made laws now because of him because he was so cutting edge and thought ahead of the curve that he thought of things the FBI basically, as they said it, I think you were, you were breaking laws that weren't even created, you know. So they had to go through and not that he was breaking laws, but just taking advantage of a system that, you know, he was on the very much the, uh, the finger was on the pulse on the cutting edge of. So the, our legislation hadn't caught up yet. Excellent. All right. Well, let's start with bare knuckle boxing since uh, we are an MMA based show. Uh, so, Greg, now bare knuckle boxing has exploded in popularity, I'd say just in the last six months you know it's something that's been out there for a while well especially now since the fight with Maliani and uh, yes Maliani and uh, um, Artem Labov yeah I mean that was the first example of two 
Well, I shouldn't say the first example of two legit guys, but I mean, just in terms of if you were going to pick a couple of guys, one who had a stellar boxing career, one who had an MMA career at, you know, the elite level and put them together, that's the first time. A lot of intrigue, build up. It was really a a perfect storm, and then the fight turned out great. Yeah, because I think up to that point, a lot of times what you'd get is, even if you got a recognizable name, maybe former UFC fighter, you know, Chris Lieben, somebody like that, a lot of times they were paired up against somebody that you didn't know so well. This was the first like head-to-head marquee well, matchup and you know what they did and i don't know if they did it on purpose but that's mm-hmm. actually one thing greg really wants to do with our fights or his fights here mm-hmm. at bare knuckle is uh, really make it to where it's almost like the boxers versus the mma guys mm-hmm. you know and i really find that intriguing because there's always that argument like you know and, and mayweather and connor fought well, like you know can a boxer beat a, an mma guy well I think we've proven without a doubt that, well, if a high-level boxer fights a high-level MMA guy in a boxing match, yeah. the boxer has an advantage. Now, we've seen James Tony, who is a multiple world champion, phenomenal boxer, come over and do MMA against Randy Couture, two high-level guys in their respective sports. The MMA guy wins. So it's kind of right. like, well, a shark beats a tiger in the water, but on land, tiger wins. Bare knuckle boxing really provides a platform now because of the rules and it allows the clinch and the distance is different to where now we can really see, okay, well now we're striking an area where it's 50% similar to each one guy's a sport, give or take, but it's not exactly boxing and it's not exactly MMA. And so now you're going to pit them together and throw hands, which is the most masculine way that men (laughs) fight. I mean... Even with jiu-jitsu has made leaps and bounds, everybody watches Hoist Gracie, there's still in the back of your mind that, you know, if you grab a guy in a fight, you know, you hear all the guys, you know, every street fight, let him up, let him up. They want to see two guys stand toe-to-toe. As far as dueling and our masculinity testing each other, throwing hands at each other is still kind of the standard of, 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 of the you know, a duel. Certainly you know? what you see in the fight scenes in the movies. You don't see a well, lot of grappling. No, in, uh, well, more you know, and more. But, but again, movies. if you watch most yeah. street fights, more people want to see a stand-up, yeah. bare-knuckle fight. Yeah. You get a guy, throws a guy down, and unless he immediately submits him, I can show you YouTube video after YouTube video, where you'll actually have the bystanders coming over and ripping guys apart, not to stop the fight, but because they don't want to see you grapple, and they all right, stand up, now go at it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So with all that being said, Greg, so uh, what – when did you see the right time to get into Bare Knuckle to launch your own promotion? How long have you been at this? Um, almost a year now. As soon as I saw the product, as soon as I saw these guys on a stage, a pay-per-view, and you know, with bare hands, I yeah. fell in love with it right away. Yeah, and, and I, I know we were talking a little bit off air before we started about you know, you've, you've trained yourself, you got a wrestling background and, and some jiu-jitsu and all that. What, what was it particularly about Bare Knuckle that, that drew you to it? Um, the pureness, the rawness, the as a, from a fan's perspective, um, I want to see. Hey, what's the most realistic scenario here? I mean, if I mean, you know, this is a championship match that's uh, regulated and sanctioned. However, yeah. if we're in the street, I don't, you know, and I have a problem with you, you know, um, you know, back in when I was younger or something, I wouldn't say, oh, give me one second, let me go to my trunk, get my gloves out of my car. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm, this is a mm-hmm. this is a truer form, and we forget, you know, a couple things. Not only is it a that glove adds a huge defensive element as yeah. well. I always tell him that I have to go put my gi on, and then I just don't come back. Well, it, it, I just what, leave him waiting. What Greg is pointing to is the reason why, mm-hmm. in a bare-knuckle fight, you've seen that Pauli Maggiano, who's actually a multiple-time world champion in boxing, 
lose to Arden Labov, who wasn't even a world champion in MMA. Yeah. Respectively, there wasn't really a comparison on on their individual careers. If we were to basically grab somebody from our sport and fight Paul, either it would have been more even. A BJ Penn probably would have been more, okay, here's a multiple two-weight champion versus another multiple four. I think Polly was like a three-weight or, you know, multiple, you know, yeah. world champion. But Artem wasn't even a world champion in our sport. And still, because of the fact that the gloves allow you to shield, you see guys, you know, everybody's wife now does, you know, a cardio kickboxing class. To block a punch, you can just put your glove against your cheekbone. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work very well, ball knuckle, uh, bare mm-hmm. knuckle. It just mm-hmm. doesn't. You can't defend now because, well, you might break my hand as you punch me in the face and it still hurts or go around it. I don't have a big shield. Some of the gloves in boxing, which you know as a historian, uh, like, for example, Evander Holyfield liked to fight with that style of glove where it was more padding around the wrist, less on the knuckle. But it wasn't so much so I can hit harder, but it actually created almost like a shield Yeah. so I could block and cover and shell more defensively yeah uh that element's completely eliminated you can't do that in a street fight cover up that's one of the biggest differences between a real fight and boxing is like oh the defense is completely mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. you can't defend typically like a boxer in a real fight mm-hmm. you'll you'll get hit with the shot it'll go right around and, and even in mma we see that you can't see guys really shield very well they can elbow block and frame just like you can in a bare knuckle fight but trying to catch it on my glove you see you guys hit behind the ear all the time because now the glove doesn't cover that area i think bare knuckle also greg kind of fixes a boxing problem as big of a fan as I am of boxing, I think the most disappointing thing for me is when you see two guys in the first four rounds and stylistically you realize, okay, I'll bet there's not going to be a knockout here. I'll bet every round of this fight is pretty much going to look like these first four and we've got eight more to go. Do you know what I'm saying? That happens a lot. Absolutely. They call it the sweet science, but when you take away the gloves and add in the element of you know, potentially breaking your hand on a mm-hmm. hard spot. You have to make sure your technique's correct, and you yeah. have to make sure that sweet science is even that much sweeter and your targets become smaller and the yeah. windows are, you know, smaller. And the other thing is that the rounds are similar to MMA rounds as far as fewer rounds, you yeah. know, which I think gives more incentive. When you have a 10-round or a 12-round championship fight, guys will take rounds off or, you know, cruise and, you know, win the first couple – sit back the next couple, not necessarily lose it, but not maybe effectively extend themselves and then come back in round nine, 10, start taking over again. Mm-hmm. They start making it too much of a sport where it's a math equation. Whereas in this, where you, know, you have five rounds, mm-hmm. right? It's like, oh, well, you take a round off and you know, it's like MMA, we can't take a round off. You and take a round off, you might lose the whole fight now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah. what we've come to learn is with that amount of accumulation of punches, hundreds of punches being absorbed over those 12 rounds is one of the biggest reasons why we see the CTE and brain damage and yeah, the internal right. damage you can't necessarily measure on the spot, you know, right. or, or that the ref is decide, you know, supposed to decide right there, hey, mm-hmm. is this guy good to go or not? Yeah. So the lower rounds, the 10 minutes total fighting time versus 36 minutes in a championship bout with, uh, you know, hands being a little bit more careful, combination of, you know, velocity is full blown with gloves on. You're not worried yeah. about much. This bare knuckles a little different. So external damage, internal. Yeah, the wrapping changes so that way too. And, and I try to explain that to people. I wish MMA would have a bare knuckle counterpart. I would do that in a heartbeat mm-hmm. because it's more realistic to a real fight. And 
the yeah. concussions are a lot less because now my opponent doesn't have two rolls of tape and a roll of gauze reinforcing his hand with a little bit of glove on it just to give people the thought that, well, it's for protecting your head. I'm like, no, it's not. It's yeah. for protecting his hands. It's, it's visually uh, deceptive because yeah. superficially... Uh, so many it, people are like, oh, man, it's so much safer now that the UFC wears gloves, right? Yeah. I'm all... Actually, no. It's way more dangerous. Yeah, yeah. It's like saying, "Oh, the football's so much safer now that uh, they've got these really advanced helmets." Right? No, it's that's to keep them in the game longer. Yeah, I mean, to absorb more. Uh, blows, I forgot what right? coach said it. And he goes, "Oh, mm-hmm. you want to get rid of head injuries in football? Mm-hmm. Take away their helmets." Yeah, and, and everybody thinks that's crazy. I'm like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, look at rugby. Yeah. They don't leave their feet. You don't really have a lot of uh, head-to-head contact spikes. I mean, things happen inadvertently, yeah. but." No one uses their head as a weapon. Like, you know, like yeah. what Burfick just did from the Raiders. He wouldn't do that if he didn't have a helmet on. You know what I mean? He might do it once in his career, but it's going to self-correct itself. Are you allowed to tell us when your last bare-knuckle fight was? Uh, <laughs> that hasn't been since I worked at the Rhino, okay. yeah. I think. Yeah, have I gotten to a fight since then? No. Just wondering, just wondering. Yeah. What about the damage you take? What's your is that your opinion? You, oh yeah, rather... so much easier. I remember one time I was telling the story where we got into a big altercation. You know, at one time at the Rhino we had thirty bouncers, like twenty eight of us on a shift on a Friday or Saturday night, and a, a squab broke out. And I don't remember how it got started because by the time I heard it on the radio, you know, the shit was going down. Yeah. Full-flown fight was going out. Chairs being thrown around. Dancers going over the stage. It was a good, you know, a good throwdown. Whatever group they, they, whatever happened. Pay-per-view worthy, it would have been. (laughs) Very much so. So I kind of like ran into the middle of it on accident. And as I'm sitting there, then a guy wanted to, you know, charge me. So he grabs me by my, my, my jacket and he wants to throw a haymaker. So I just snap him down and I put him in a choke. And as I'm choking him, he's going limp, right? Guillotine. And I look over, and his buddy decides that he doesn't like that I'm choking his friend. He goes to punch me. Well, fuck, my hands are on this guy's neck, and I don't know what to do. So as the punch comes, I just kind of, you know, I grimace, mm-hmm. and I close mm-hmm. my eyes, and, look, and he lands. Pink. I remember, like, opening my eyes. I'm like, oh, that is so much better than a guy with yeah. gloves. I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> or you just put your head down and have him break their hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just kind of, boom, he hit me, and then the guy, you know, then, he, then the guy didn't want to hit me again, so he, like, just kind of grabbed me as I'm yeah. finishing this guy off, and then, then I got yeah. to go ahead and give him some attention. But but I remember getting hit with the punch. I was like, man, I wish they had stopped taping our hands. That I could mm-hmm. take all day long. Mm-hmm. Now, Greg, what is the plan for Bare Knuckle Fight League? Uh, Bare Knuckle Fight League, we're um, waiting for several states. Right now there's about five states that are legal, mm-hmm. and there's quite a few more adopting it. With education and these misconceptions being you know, put, to, put away about the safety of it, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to re- reveal too much about where we're going because mm-hmm. there's a couple other companies that are, you know, keeping close right. eye. But, you know, Wyoming was the first state to make it legal. Mississippi, Florida, you know, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a licensed promoter in New Mexico. They're mm-hmm. they're coming on board. So the plan is early next year to have our first fight. And Cool. Are you already looking for, I mean, obviously there are recognizable names who would be willing to sign up that you can get out there but do you also keep your eye on the um you know the not the i guess maybe more the regional scene maybe more the you know guys that you could actually bring in at a young age that could kind of be 
homegrown. Well, that's the that's that's the important part, really, yeah. to build a yeah. brand and to develop somebody, you know. Yeah. And you know, it takes a unique person to get in there willing to do bare knuckle because hey, it, it does hurt a little more. You yeah, know? getting hit with a hard knuckle compared mm-hmm. to the glove. But once you mm-hmm. realize, hey, this isn't quite as bad. I might get a couple more cuts, you know. Mm-hmm. But hey, in boxing, you can get really big cuts, you know. Yeah. And how? What about uh? You know, if people want to reach out and uh, send you some tape and stuff like that. Now, before you ask, uh, you got me too late. I'll be retiring after next week, so uh, just. <laughs> for MMA, you beat me to the punch. So, got jujitsu and boxing to go. Bare knuckle boxing match. Come on, man. Oh, maybe, maybe man. we can I'll, talk you into it. It's, it's less am, head trauma. I'm telling you now, it's complete. I am retiring to the relative safety of the old man field over at the jujitsu tournament. Uh, look, I, I'm telling you, I, really working with Greg, I have ulterior motives. Yeah, I want to see bare knuckle boxing do very well. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of the bare knuckle idea because of. Me as a fighter, right now, Bella tells me she wants to do a boxing match or bare knuckle mm-hmm. fight. I'm choosing the bare knuckle, my mm-hmm. baby. We're mm-hmm. not doing a boxing match. Well, yeah. truth be told, I'm here to recruit Bella, really. Uh, there that's, you go. That's, why, that's my ulterior <laughs> motive. Get in early. <laughs> well, I, I want to see if, 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 if in the next couple years, bare knuckle boxing takes good traction and mm-hmm. has acceptance on the commission level. It's one step closer to me putting bare knuckle MMA back on the map. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like and that's what we could talk about in the future moving forward. It's like, hey, you know, let's let's go towards it to where you'll it'll be. You know, that is safer and it's it'll be more beneficial to fighters. Jiu-jitsu will be more prevalent again because the lack of gloves will make it easier to choke people. Yeah, you know, I mean, I always point people out. They're like, oh, how does jiu-jitsu change? I'm like, oh, it makes it way harder. In MMA, it does. It takes. It's difficult. That's why I train jiu-jitsu with my gloves on when I'm getting close to a fight because I have to get that pain. Get used to it. Yeah, get yeah. used to it, man. It sucks. Look, Marcelo Garcia was one of the most dangerous guys. You know, he really probably revolutionized the back take, you know, with the seatbelt system that everybody learns in every jiu-jitsu gym nowadays. That was Marcelo that really put it on the map, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I remember him taking Shaolin Ribeiro's back at the time when Shaolin was one of the number one guys, you know, mm-hmm. and, and choked him out in like 30 seconds. Marcelo Garcia's had one MMA fight where he took a guy's back for two and a half minutes that was nowhere near anybody's caliber that he'd ever faced before. He couldn't choke the guy out because mm. he had gloves on. Mm. It changed mm-hmm. the game mm-hmm. that much, mm-hmm. you know. And then plus then you take that much more damage when you stand up. Wrapping your hands and putting an MMA glove on is just brutal. The only thing that saves us from head trauma that that keeps us off of the radar for people wanting to shut us down is the fact we don't have a standing eight count. There is mm-hmm. no yeah. knockdown rule. Yeah. We get dropped once with one concussion, the fight's over with. The concussions are more severe the first one, where boxing is more of a subtle concussion. Mm-hmm. But you can get, I mean, theoretically, you can get three concussions, two concussions around. Yeah. You, know I mean? yeah. you get dropped. I mean, at least two if you don't have the, uh, if you have the, uh, stand, the, the, the three count rule in effect where you, yeah. know, you get dropped three times, you're over with. But I mean, you, you can get dropped twice around. I mean, shit, you're in a championship fight, you technically get 24 concussions mm-hmm. and still be allowed to fight. You know, and that's why you see those guys. They don't make it. They, there's yeah. fatalities due to head trauma because of the gloves. That no. wrap, that wrap, and that glove it acts like a weapon. <laughs> it is, if man. I'm wrong, it's like yeah. a rock under I there. Yeah. You know? I hate the gloves, especially yeah. like during MMA class. Like you I know, hate grab- microphone. I man. hate grappling with the glove on. Like, yeah. it's the worst thing ever. Yeah, it's yeah. Like yeah. wearing shoes and trying to put grab. your pants on first. Yeah, yeah, it's so awkward. <laughs> yeah. Now I stepped on your plug there. Is there is there like as far as like a website, social media, anything where you want people to reach out to you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. BKFL TV is the main website. So mm-hmm. our bare knuckle fight league. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg BKFL, you know, but 
EKFL TV is both our Instagram and our website. Cool. Yeah. All right. Now, you, you also brought a deck of cards here. Yes, because as Frank uh, mentioned, you, uh, you're, you're multifaceted. You have multiple talents. Yeah, you know, talents. it's funny because there's a lot of guys that want to be promoters of organizations. And that's the only thing that really makes them interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think about it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm not going to be an asshole. But, you know, you think of most guys from Bob Abram to Don King. You know what I mean? They're most, not already known from Yeah, that's it. That's, that's what they are. Yeah. That's, you know, yeah. you know, Dana White, you know. It, it, yeah, it's the sport. Don, Don King once killed a man. Yeah, that's right. He that's did kill somebody back in the sixties, right? <laughs> uh, but for the most part, most promoters. Yeah. Was, and then nowadays with with social media, you know, they're showing you what they're doing every day, and it's like, ah, but you're a promoter. You yeah. know what I mean, like, yeah, well, what do you really have other to you? Yeah. This dude actually has. He's yeah. an interesting fucking guy. Yeah. So, Thanks, so Frank. what? Tell tell me about the background of gambling as it pertained to you um well i high school and college in reno so i was always fascinated with the table games and Mm -hmm. you know a normal rebellious teenager you know i tried to i got on that blackjack table as soon as i could get away with it 16 Mm -hmm. years old and Mm -hmm. got destroyed you know Mm -hmm. um uh, after i lost enough of my paychecks um you know i I picked up a book on blackjack and i read it and i realized how stupid i was and Mm -hmm. i quit (laughs) i quit the game because Mm -hmm. i realized I'm just an idiot, and there's you know there's a there's a certain math and science to this, and it's like becoming almost like a 300 bowler, you know, the type time it takes. So mm-hmm. when I was 18, I picked that book back up again and really put time into it on the job and learned to count cards, and I have, now I have a library of a dozen books and have been playing for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, before I was 21, I was kicked out everywhere in Reno, and it took me a couple of years of playing. You know, once you get the math down, you think you have it down, but to apply it in the casino is a whole other art as mm-hmm. well. Just like fighting, huh? Yeah. You'd be in the gym. I got this figured out. And all of a sudden you go lights, yeah. camera. I, whoa. Yeah, it's like hitting the pads. You can look great on those pads, right? But you get yeah. into the, you get into a real can, fight. Can I just say, uh, because I have a longstanding opinion on this card counting business, I don't understand. Like, this is why I don't gamble. To me, the idea that a casino is going to tell you you can't gamble with them because you have become too good at a game uh-huh. is ridiculous. Well, you know, you're not cheating. Too. You're not. You're not. No, you're no. Not, you're not marking a card. Well, well, no. I, I mean, get it. What, here's what I'm no, saying. It's not, it's not you're not. You're not marking a card. No. You're not. Bid- you're just better well, at math. And again, it's than not illegal. Your mind. It's yes. not illegal. Well, it's, it's not, not illegal. illegal. Like even it's if you're in right. that, those guys, that's why they created that black book. Yeah. It's not against the law. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you could walk in and go, he's cheating. You know what I mean? Like okay. Yeah, it's, no. It, it comes okay. down to that they have the right to refuse business. It's yeah, private it's a privately property, owned. So. It's ridiculous. We, it's the no. I'm just saying it's it's the same way how like at the sports book, if you bet on the underdog, it doesn't pay exactly the same as if you bet on the favorite. Why not? Right. I mean, that's that's it's like you're charging. They're there to me. make money. No, yeah. I know, but it's like you're. Char- it's amazing to me though how many people don't question that. Like I understand. Well, it's that's just why this like even like a pit tradition. boss. Yeah, uh, um, several table games. Like if you make a big enough bet, they'll stop for a second and they'll call them over and see whether they want to take it or not. Well, and it's an embarrassing situation for them to to back you off actually. So they wait till really a long time until they do that, and they'll want to do it in private. They don't yeah. want to do it in front of people. I know, but it's just like it's so like ridiculous to me. I mean, could you imagine like you know halfway through one of John Jones's fight, they go, "Okay, you're gonna have to fight with one hand behind your back." Yeah, well, how come I, I wasn't cheating? No more wrestling. Oh, no, no more take. Yeah, you're better than everyone else. Stop so we throwing elbows. Yeah, you, you got too good. Stop 
Anyway, that you guys remember said, that Little Caesars game, the memory game, where it's four lights and four colors by chance, and you'd have to hit it, and you could win a pizza or a crazy bread or something. Uh, well, I don't that, remember it through Little Caesars, but, but I know, know what, what you're I'm talking, talking about. about. Were, like uh, when I was a kid, they had a game. I think it was called Simon. Yes. It was like a light. Yeah, up yeah I remember that one. Yeah, I remember that. And you do the same. Exactly. Pattern, right? Well, yeah. it, well, there's a couple ways you can beat that. Is if you have a TI-85 calculator. This is back in the '90s when I was in high school. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I'd win the pizza every time, and you have to wait a month. Well, I end up getting kicked out of Little Caesars just because they're so fed up with it. <laughs> on the other right to refuse Fed business. up. I like what you did. I See, I like him. it. He constantly, that's just martial artist's mind. That's yeah. why I liked him when I first met him because always looking for the leverage. Where, yeah. Where's the advantage? Where can I, you know, where can I, you know, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, hack the system. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, life hacks. How do I do right. things? You know, that's what fighting is, jujitsu. How do I hack your elbow? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, well, the, you want me to no, show you? Yeah, this show just us, fascinated show me. Doing. So there's a there's a lot of different counting systems. This is a two-level. This is the mentor count, which is the book I read, um, Blackjack Blue Book 2. By the way, if you're watching on our Phone Booth Fighting YouTube channel, you can see this. So that's a good reason to right. uh, go over there. So there's two things in Blackjack that really stand out, meaning um, what an advantage and a disadvantage is. Your only disadvantage in this game is that you have to act first. And if you bust and lose your hand, it doesn't matter what happens with the dealer's hand, they still t collect your money, right? right? That's an 8% disadvantage off the top. Now, one big advantage that you have is that this game is based on dependent events, assuming you're not on an automatic shuffler, assuming it's a handheld game or something. Uh -huh. So when you see a card, that's never coming back into play, if that makes sense. Right, right yes. now I only have a single deck, but this does apply to any amount of decks. You'll see uh, the way you do it. Even if you're Rain Man and you can memorize every single card, you have to jumble that up in your head and decide what to do with it. Right. The, the beauty in card counting is comparing the low cards to the high cards which does two and one, it, it tells you when you're going to have an advantage in the next hand. Mm. So as I count the cards, I'm assigning a value to each card. The low cards are worth positive points. The, the big cards are worth negative, which is kind of hard to reverse because mm -hmm. when you see a big card, you want to add. But let's just say the two and the seven are worth one point each. The three, four, five, and six are worth two points each. And on the other side, the ace and the nine are minus one and the 10 jack queen king are minus two. I know it'll take a second. The eight is neutral, it's a zero card. So again, these are positive, these are negative. Two and seven are plus one, these are plus two. I'm gonna quiz you guys, so, you oh, so pay Lord. attention, you ready? Right. Okay, I start at 100 instead of zero. So when I see this card, I say I add one to 100, so I get 101. So I'm saying 101 in my head. I'm gonna do a few and then I'll let you do one. Now if I was at 101 and I subtract two, I'm at 99. Right. So instead of negative one and saying these negatives and positives, because what happens is this gets really fast and yes. you're paying attention. And the lower it goes, the worse it is for you as a player. The higher it goes, the better for you as a player, the more advantage you have on the next hand. And that's when you bet big. So everything okay. ties in here. This is the running count. So 101, 99. Next card is minus two. You see, Frank? So that's 97. Yeah. These don't even matter anymore. We're at 97. That is minus one. So we're at 96. Let's see if you guys can get this one. So we were at 96. Remember That's what this a one. one. That's a one plus one. Plus one, so, so we're at 97. Yes, exactly. Now, do you know where we're at? That's going to be, is that a, a minus three. one? That's a three. That's, it's, it's plus two. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so and plus we were two, at 99. 90, yes, sir. Okay. There you go. Now, what are we at? Uh, now we're negative. minus one. That's plus one. You got to wait. So plus 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 plus. Oh, plus on side. Yeah. Plus so, now, it, so now we're back to a hundred. It, it's human. Yeah. It's normal. Yeah. Back to a hundred. It's normal oh. to try to subtract these yeah. because they're low. Yeah. That's, yeah. What I was saying. That's where but, I'm gonna have a hard time. You got to reprogram yourself yeah. a little. I won't, you know, keep okay. going on this. But ninety-eight. Yeah. 
you know, 96, 98, 100, 102, 104, 103, 105, 100, I can talk while I'm doing this. I still know the count while I'm doing this. I can order a drink while I'm doing this. 99, 100, 99, 101, 101, 100. If my count's correct, which I hope it is, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I, we're at 100. What's the only card that could be if we're at 100? Meaning, because the count is a neutral count. It always comes back to 100. Exactly. It should be an eight. If we guess, maybe a eight of spades, eight of diamonds. Damn. Nice <laughs> no <That's> shit. <laughs> yeah. So good job, Bella. We have to hang out more. No, that's oh, off the chart. Go. She's in the top two percent yeah. of the country. She got it before math. you guys. Yeah, she, she did. One hundred percent. So she's gonna pick this up real quick. You see, it's that simple math. So we take these cards away, and a cool little trick. I'm sure I can show Bella later on because you can do this when you're bored or injured i guess <laughs> you know you just pick right. up a deck of cards and now we're, as, doing, we're as, doing the week of the fight <laughs> as you yeah as you're doing we this a deck of cards no more for iphone I, I just want to insert That's more editorial stuff. here how can they i understand maybe they watch i don't oh, I know the answer I, to this one they'll know because of your betting yes because what happens is is that if you have the negative count going like if you have a 90 you know just uh -huh. you're not supposed to bet you know, you just do your minimum, right? Then all of a sudden, the so goes on the other direction. You have a 110 now, yeah. and you've been betting small, small, small. Yeah. So now you go, boom, I'm going in. They know that, okay, that's not. Why would all of a sudden you randomly pick? And so you start Maybe working I'm for a pattern. Maybe I'm just stupid. Well, no, and you can have, I just got Moments. lucky, or yeah. I just. But when you do it consistently. <laughs> over a long enough time, they're watching you now, and the camera guys are actually counting counting Aww. they're sitting there going hey every time he's hit he's had three four low bets mm -hmm. and now he's betting high for a string and now mm -hmm. he drops low again he's you know what i mean off of the pattern of your success mm -hmm. realistically if it doesn't look random if there looks like there's some type of structure to your success they can now equate that okay well you're you're counting if they don't get you right on the spot right there um and you end up winning they might review the tapes and they're going to figure it out real easily because they have the computer system that does this automatically and tells yeah. them exactly what an advantage level player you are so it's called a skill check whenever they suspect something, they say, okay, um, they pick up the phone, they try to be discreet about it. 99% of the time, it's funny, they'll turn their back or you, they'll look at you and it's really easy to spot. Uh -huh. A good pit boss will act like they're going on break and go somewhere else, don't uh -huh. do it in front of me. Because you can pretty much say, skill check, BJ 13, seat four. And then now you're live. So now that's live, computer, uh, you know, eye in the sky is on you live. It's, you're always being recorded, but now they're really assessing your play. And he's completely right. It's low. It's back in the day before people knew about this. I would just stay behind the the deck, count mm -hmm. the whole, count the cards, and once it's a great time, I mm -hmm. jump in. But that's why there's no mid deck entry. You see, this is infuriating. <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, like I, that makes me so angry at casinos. For that, that just that concept, that idea. You know what, Frank? We're going to start doing this at the brothel. I'm going to say, you know what? I think you're on Viagra. We can't have you here anymore. No, no, no. I'm just really, I have a high drive. No, we reviewed the tape. On a side note, another thing that's not illegal, if the, the, the uh, dealer is not in on it. Now, obviously, that's illegal. If I'm a dealer, sure, I go yeah, to work. Yeah, I'm like, hey, great. Colluding, we're working yeah. together. Yeah. Now, now we're yeah, in trouble. Right. I get that. But what they, I used to actually hang out with this crew of guys. Well, I didn't. Mm -hmm. My girlfriend at the time when I was younger mm -hmm. worked with them. And I, and I was really like, come on, what, do you, what the fuck are you doing? She goes, oh, I'm just a distraction. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what? She goes, well, they're professional gamblers. Mm -hmm. And what they do is they go around, the, you know, they're downtown. They walk around off the street onto the different tables. Uh -huh. And they'll start looking for a weak dealer. Somebody as they're dealing that they can see, I can see his cards. Mm -hmm. You know, just I can glimpse at them. Then they all converge. And they all together 
play in a way that some of them are going to lose, but they're going to win overall more. Yeah. And she was just the big-breasted blonde girl that was, mm. you know, maybe not even so much for the dealers, but yeah. for the other people to kind of be like, focus on the dumb chick who doesn't know what the hell she's doing. People yeah. come up with all kinds of schemes. MIT is yeah. famous for this, the simple fact, if we're all card counters, or let's just say us three are card counters, mm -hmm. we go into the casino at different tables, different times, totally unrelated, so they don't know we're together at all. Frank comes in. You know, he's got his pina colada and a lot of money in his pocket. He's yeah. the big player, Sounds the BP. Like mm -hmm. So we signal him whenever, you know, whether it's this or our drink or whatnot, mm -hmm. when the count's good. We are flat betting, which means we bet the same thing every single time. So there's no suspicious on us uh, suspicion. Oh, Frank comes in. God, that's smart. And Max bets it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And he only Max bets. And so he stays there and we relay what the count is to him. He still has to know how to count so he can stay on the table. But now he can jump around tables and it looks like he's just a wild man betting the same thing every time so you don't they can't but eventually they get that right too. you can't use the same guy over and over again because yeah. eventually like all right dude you got you you're go a on, drunk lucky guy one night there's but, a lot you know. of tricks you go on a busy night you bring a pretty lady you bring a, a, a friend who can talk to the pit boss you make sure you don't get called in as soon as i get called in that's pretty much shut down time i, I mess with the camera i mess with the computer a little bit do some stupid plays and then i get out of there you Look, know? well so, i was going to ask a question about a video uh blackjack can you do this with a video game no that's an independent trial every single time so it's okay. like it's a new shuffle every single time oh, okay. so the only way this works yeah. is it's based on a dependent event because yeah. you know when you see a card they're not yeah. coming back so you know the most important card in the game is the five it makes every stiff hand um, a made hand a stiff hand is a hand you could bust on meaning a 12 all the way up to a 16 so what does a five do to a to a 12 Bella if you add five to 12, it makes it 17, right? So that's a that's a winning hand for the dealer and all the way in between. 13, 18, 14, uh, because 19, 17, 15. The dealer, wait a minute, how does it hey, They stay at 17. Oh they dealer can stay, stays right? at 17. I thought 10 was a negative one. Oh, no, no, yeah, sorry. We're going off to blackjack here. You probably oh. don't play blackjack. Yeah, blackjack. no, no, okay. yeah, yeah. It's even better that you don't play because this isn't gambling in a way. It's calculated risk. So what, are, what your definition of gambling depends. But to me, this is calculated That's investing. Cool. And you're still going up and down. You're still going up and down. It's not predicting the future. Just because we got started a little bit late today. Sure. Can you come back on Wednesday, this Wednesday? Let's uh, do this again. Sure, sure. We have to. Do, I, yeah. I'm so interested to talk more and more no. about it. We haven't talked about where he came from. I mean, yeah. We can talk more bare knuckle stuff. Like, yeah. But I mean, sorry. And it'll raise. I got to get the training. It'll, it'll raise my ire more. I have more complaints. Yeah. To do about casinos uh, by so next week when you, you come back. Did you do blackjack or did you do poker? Like, um, I, don't know any of the I games. play poker, but blackjack is the one you can have an advantage on with this. This is specific to you oh, know to, the to blackjack and to how it plays. Uh, all right, <laughs> you gonna come next Wednesday too? Yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll be armed next well, week with some old gambling stories from my Mississippi grandpa that I remember <laughs> as a child. How about that? All right, Frank, do this uh, in conclusion. Tell everybody about that all important Amazon banner on the front page of phoneboothfighting.com. Yep, it's one of the easiest ways to help us here out the show by going to phoneboothfighting.com, clicking on the Amazon banner. If you shop for any of your wants and needs, may it Mitrospec, may it American Shaman, I don't know. Can you buy a truck off of there? I'll bet <laughs> you can buy almost anything I know you can buy the Amazon. knives from Mitrospec. But anyways, yeah. uh, a small percentage of that purchase comes back to us here at mm -hmm. the show and helps us out at no extra cost to you. Mm -hmm. That's it. And you can follow us on social media where? Facebook on uh, and Instagram, Phone Booth Fighting. Snapchat and Twitter, it's Phone Booth Fight. That's it. Thanks, Greg, for coming in. We'll see you next Thanks week. All right, we'll do part two next week. Always good to see Bella. Thanks for coming in. For Frank Mayer, I'm Richard Hunter, and we'll see you right back here next week on Phone Booth Fighting. Everybody was Kung Fu
But they fought with 